Kaya FM podcast. Reports with Michael Mutsuning Bill on Kaya FM 95.9. Good evening to you and welcome to the Law Report. Um, it's an open line. It's your show. Give us a call. 0860-00959. And you design the show. Anything you want to talk about. Anything under the sun. The Law Report with Michael Mutsuning Bill on Kaya FM 95.9. We're tag teaming this um, uh, with Nobizita Mlilo. <laughs> that, that, that's a name of royalty. That's a name of royalty. Indeed. Indeed. Are you good? Always good, Mike. Always Are you ready? Good. I've always as as ready as I can be. All right. If you have any questions for either Mobizita or myself, you've got an attorney, myself, an advocate, Mobizita, and uh, we're happy to deal with any question that you have. And what I wanted to pick up on, I know you're very passionate about the state capture. So maybe we'll pick up on that and, you know, you'll share some of your views. But if you, like me, uh, have some things that you want to find out from Mobizita or even from me, do give us a call 86 You can also uh, send us a text message, 36959. All right. So, I mean, we we all have our views about the state capture. And, and before, you know, we, we start getting calls, offline you and I have spoken about this. Your, your, let, let, let's, let's make public your views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I speak without prejudice. Uh, yeah. Mike, you, you, you know, I, I, I think that uh, the, the essence of, of state capture, well, the, the concept of, of, of state capture in and of itself, I think is problematic right, right from the onset, from a definitional point of view. But be that as it may, I started having uneasiness about the state capture. Uh, process right from the judgment of the North Gauteng High Court in respect of uh, who had the powers to appoint the chairperson of the of the commission, and uh, and I, and I say this with the greatest respect to the judges there. I, I found the judgment very weird uh, then, and I think we even we, we even discussed it. Fast forward to the actual progress of the state capture it, uh, commission itself. Wait, you can't you you can't just say something is weird and move on. What do you mean? It's <laughs> no, but look, I mean the the the, 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 the law was patently clear yeah. about the about the power of the establishing power of, a commission. Yes, mm-hmm. and and who had the power to to appoint, um, uh, for instance, the chairperson of the of the commission one, yeah. um, and and for whatever reason, um, the reasons that are stated in that judgment, in my view, are extremely unconvincing, uh, and they're at, at odds with the with the law. Yeah. Um, and I and I still maintain that that judgment was patently wrong. Yeah. Um, that it, it, it can be done <clears throat> to satisfy a political environment that existed at the time, whatever views anyone might have. The point is, it is only the state president who can appoint um, the, the the chairperson of a commission of inquiry. And not an not not an instruction. Not an instruction. Yeah. And and and, yeah. and I think the 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 fault line started there. Yeah. Um, and anything else that uh, may or may not have happened in the commission, which invites legitimate differences about uh, of opinion about whether or not that commission is what it says it says to be, yeah. has its genesis uh, in that decision. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you're right. As you, we, we did touch on this, and, and as you were speaking, I, I got reminded of some of the views that I had, which which I guess it was layered the problems. Right, the first problem is. 
establishing a commission is a power that is vested with the president, yeah. right? And then a public protector then says, hang on, I want you to start a commission, but goes further and say, but I, I want the judge to be appointed by so-and-so. So it's, it's almost as if it's it, the, the public protector was dictated to the president, but also dictated to the chief justice. Yes. Um, to say, you must appoint so and um you know you must you must be responsible for the appointment which in fact did remove the discretion of the president yeah uh or, or the then president or the presidency so yeah and and these these are in fact constitutional powers yeah but but i think i think the the problem is beyond that because i think ultimately the problem is going to be big because what this has paved the way for is that i understand that the circumstances the mood of the country probably made way for such a an event to take place but the risk of course is what happens when the current public protector orders the current president to do you know you know what i mean yeah and 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 tells the chief justice so the precedent that is created as a consequence of all of these various steps um is 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 undoubtedly dangerous yeah. and, and and it has already happened in the in the north Gauteng high court where they are two judgments in respect of the powers of the public protector that are clearly at odds with each other. Um, uh, So, and and I think even, and with respect to the judges in the constitutional court, I'm still not convinced in that judgment that suggested that, uh, because the the public protectors act said on the recommendation Mm. of, and the literal meaning of recommendation is exactly that, Mm. but they interpreted it to mean that uh, uh, the, the, the views of the public protector are binding. Perhaps... What are you talking about, the EFF case? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the act speaks about the, decision, the the public protector making recommendations. And they interpret it... No, but also it talks about remedial action or, you know, what's the word? I think remedial... See, she, can rec- she, can, she can actually provide remedial action or dictate. So it's, it's, it's a little bit beyond... A mere recommendation. It's, you, she makes findings, which in and of themselves are binding, and arising out of those findings, she then can uh, propose remedial action. I.e., I want you to take the following steps. The way I part. I mean, I'm, the, the EFF judgment is groundbreaking, and and I'm with it in every respect. So I don't have, I don't share the criticism. The how, how then the EFF judgment would then be used to go further than what it can is. It can't go, you know, the public protector in as much as it's binding and everything, it can't go and impose it. It's, all, it's a constitutional duty. And I think the current public protector tried something of that nature when she tried to talk about land. I remember yeah. very vaguely when she was asking parliament to consider, so parliament, a different organ of state, to consider or reconsider a certain section of the constitution, i.e. that relates to property, section 25. So, so the issue really starts to come to play when when you start to tell me how to exercise my constitutional power. And it's different from saying, um, I want you to investigate how the uh, homestead in, in, uh, in Khan's law cost <laughs> half a billion rands or whatever, you know, whatever amount it was. I could be exaggerating, I forget. It's like 200 million? 250 something. <laughs> it's a quarter of a billion rands. Yeah. Tell me how this cost you a quarter of a billion rands and I want you to, that's different. <clears throat> it's different because you're not telling somebody to exercise a constitutional power, 
a power which he he or she exercises at their discretion. So 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 that that that's sort of where I part with 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 what's happened. Yeah, so which is exactly why I'm saying that I think there are already contradictions already. That, but if you trace it properly, mm-hmm. those contradictions have, have their genesis in the judgment of the North Houghton High Court. Um, I, I, I wanted to take the discussion slightly further to say, then look at how the. Sorry, let me tell let me tell the Afropolitans if you don't call. Me and this guy are going to talk, <laughs> and and this is not about him, yeah, yeah. and it's not about me, right? It's about you. Um, so I'd really like you to give us a call, oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. We we literally at your disposal. We literally at your disposal. Anything like, they want. You got you got two lawyers. Yeah, right? anything at all. Yeah. Mike is very expensive, so you, you better get him now. <laughs> not tonight. Not tonight. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. like so cheap. Yeah, that, that's I'm like valueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'll give you valuable. <laughs> I'll give you valuable advice for yeah. no value. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, they better take the chance. <laughs> <laughs> that billboard on the N1 needs to be paid for. Oh, right? oh, there we go again. There we go again. Oh, man. 86 00959 G, give us a call. We want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I miss you. Any question? Challenge us. Ask us. But you, I know, I know you, you're thinking. I know you're thinking about you know, that case that you had. I mean, I, I went to court today. Yeah. I'm going to digress a little bit. And, um, and I was waiting for my matter to be called. And there was this gentleman who was unrepresented and it was just so you know I, I almost wanted to say okay 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 Thalapans, let me do it for you let yeah, me help yeah, you let yeah. me because it's so it's so you know that's like a moment where you realize that when we talk about access to justice yeah um it's not some you know lawyers thing that they talk about <clears throat> at conferences it's, it's actually a real thing that yeah. that in as much as these laws are written for you to exercise and enforce your right there's just so much even lawyers sometimes get it wrong yeah it's 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 and an, the issue of access to justice is a real one. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, you know I'm not sure what the answer is, but it's it's you know sometimes one does wish that one could get advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and one does wish that one had a time to give to advise all the people that need to be advised. And part of the reason why I love this job here at Kai FM is because I get to I get to to talk to people and yeah. and share some of. The knowledge that I've gained over the years. So, so yeah. Anyway, that, it, has, it has happened to me before when you are, you are in the high court and someone is just about to lose their property yeah. um, and they're unrepresented, particularly these repossessions of yeah. property. And I, it, it has happened to me before where I stood up and said, you know what, stand this matter down. Let, let me go see if I've I can. You've done it before? I've done it I before. wanted to do it today. I wanted to do it today. But, but you know, the, the other fear is that oh, if you started, you have to see it through. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it could take two years. Just like marry the guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so people do respond. Yeah. yeah, people do respond. Tommy responded. Hello, Tommy. Good evening to you, and thank you very much for calling. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my topic is completely unrelated to what you're discussing. Um, yeah, the commission stuff was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, my problem relates to a cell phone network. Yeah. Um, I somebody committed fraud with my ID. And I've been running after one of these providers in order for them to sort out the fraud investigation relating to my query. Yeah. I'm at the point now where no one will, will, will take my call, no one will answer, no mm. one will respond. I've gone to the police station. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think I need to go find legal advice, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not exactly sure what my next step should be. Because basically I'm getting money deducted every month 
for something that I'm not using and nobody's going to reimburse me all the money that's been given, that's been taken from me. Okay. And I can't, I can't stop, I can't put a debit stop order on it because it will affect my credit profile. So I'm really stuck in a hard place right now. W- w- sorry, what do you mean you can't put, yeah. uh, so the last part? I can't, I can't put a stop order mm-hmm. for, on, on my credit profile uh, at the bank. Why not? To stop them taking the money. Why not? Because, because it will reflect negatively on my credit report. Who said that? As 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 saying that I will am that I'm a bad player. No, no, no. That's payment not is not due. Payment is not due. If if I knew you, yeah. I would deduct money of your account. Yeah. Because I know you won't stop it. Yeah. Because I mean, it <laughs> just means you could just be had. Yeah. Gratuitously. So tell me, there's no, there's no. It's not true that if if you tell the bank to stop. Um, allowing somebody to deduct money from your account, it affects your credit record not at all. And in fact, even that money that has already been deducted, you are entitled to receive it back. Correct. If if you say you didn't enter into a contract with that service provider, did, did you not enter into a contract, or did you? I do have a contract with the, with the provider, but it's a partial contract, not for the, not for an entirely two new whole cell phones. Mine is for a data contract. Well, you, you, so they've already got my details based on okay. my initial contract. All right, let me understand. Okay, now I understand. So it's not a fraud issue. It is a fraud issue, but I've also got my own existing contract with the provider. Okay, so the... the okay, sorry. These two lawyers are very slow. Maybe one more than the other. I'm not pointing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> So you have, let's say the cell phone provider is A, right? You have a contract yes. with A. Yes. But, and, then, and then A is supposed, in terms of the contract, supposed to deduct 200 rands from you. Yes. But, but what A does is that they take that 200 rands and go ahead and take another 250 that you don't know why. Is that it? No, it's more like 2,000 rand more. Yeah. All right. The number doesn't matter. Mm. But are they deducting yeah. twice? Or no, once. they 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 are deducting for additional contracts that was taken out fraudulently. On your ID. On my okay. ID. Okay. All right. So what you do is you you tell the you you go to the bank because it's still the same point. Mm. You go to the bank and then you say stop this payment, and then you go to cell phone provider A and you say cell phone provider A. You, you, I've been telling you repeatedly, and I hope you've been keeping some kind of record that you are taking more than what I've contracted for. So I'm going to, I've stopped the debit order and I'm now going to pay you in cash. And I'm going to, you know, you must tell me how much I owe you and I will come and I'll deposit that money into your account. And if your bank says, which they may very well do, they might say, but you did sign with, you know, in respect of pushing yes. this amount, yes. you'll say. The problem, the, the, the reason why I'm afraid to go to the bank is it's going to be more of an inconvenience for me, because in my whole, what if they then freeze my account because I'm saying that there's fraud happening? Yeah, right. like where, you, where did you go so far? Stop my yeah, don't my don't so <laughs> No, I've had such bad luck lately that I, I I'm afraid of things like that happening. To okay, me. okay. So so let me let's do this right. So I know there's bad luck and and you probably have legitimate reasons for feeling that way. Mm. But Mm. I'm saying that they won't freeze your account because you stopped somebody on the basis that you don't have a contract with them. 
it's not if 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 somebody has defrauded the cell phone provider, it's none of your business. Okay? If if they think it's, it's you, business, no, they're using me. I got it. And I don't want to be used like this. I, I, I think the, the the answer is as follows: um, yeah. the 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 amount that you are due to pay in terms of your contract, pay it. The yes. the amount over and above that which you are saying is as a result of a fraudulent contract you are entitled to stop that payment not only are you entitled to stop that payment from 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 your bank by telling your bank not to pay it you are equally entitled to go to the service provider and recover those amounts because yeah. those amounts are not due yeah but the service provider is not taking my, is not listening to me they're not responding to me well it depends on how much the total amount would be then you are entitled to approach any court if the amount is less than 15000 which is the total amount that they have they have taken you can go to the small claims court or yeah. you can you can invoke provisions in the consumer protection act the, the, you got lots of options yeah. um uh, tummy um so so just just they, they it's not going to affect your credit record and and they're not going to freeze your account it's very drastic measures that they they can't take let's go to numvula from johannesburg hi good evening to you um gentlemen in the studio um i have a question and i'm i'm asking this on behalf of my sister Sure. Who um who uh, got was divorced by 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 his, her partner mm-hmm. seven to eight years ago. How many? And, and she did not get anything from that um that marriage or whatever that that marriage. She they were, they were married in community of property. She she didn't get anything basically. How many years ago did you say this was? Seven to eight years. Okay. Why is there an expectation that she should have gotten something? Hi, they were they were they were, they were married in community of property, so he, he, the, the the husband took an early pension, so she did not benefit from that um, from the pension. Well, look, is, is that the, correct? The, the, the reason I'm asking is is that um, the, the assumption in your question is that the joint estate was was solvent. In other words, at the point at which they were they were getting divorced, they had excess money over and above the debts which the joint estate had because they were married in community of property. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you are suggesting, you, your question assumes that they did not have any debts which needed to be satisfied by the joint estate and that she should have been entitled to an amount after the debts have been paid. And do you know as a matter of fact that that joint estate was solvent? I'm not. I'm not hundred percent. But I, we, he, she thought that um, because um, they were married in community property, she has to get half of the pension. Yeah, but but so so she, she 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 for all intents and purposes, she is entitled to it. She's entitled to half, but she's also obliged to pay half of the debt. Yeah. In fact, all of. In fact, before she even becomes entitled to half, like Milo said, is that the estate first has to pay other people and then what remains after the debts have been satisfied is then um, subject to sharing. Now, the problem that, that you know, you, you, and it would have been nice and your sister's welcome to phone us directly, but the issue is always, why did you wait eight years, you know? Because eight years down the line, things are a little bit, you know, confused now. Mm. Whereas when you're fresh out of a divorce, then you are able to then say, because if you if you are divorced, the divorce decree can't ignore the question of the estate. So yep. a divorce decree 
can't just say you are divorced full stop. It says you are divorced. If you're married and come into property, it has to deal with the division of the joint estate. If you've got okay. children, it has to deal with the, the, the dealings as regards the children. So for us to be able to help you in a, in, in a meaningful way, we would have to get that information. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to take your call, Lungile. We're going to take your call, Hebron. And we're going to take your call, Afropolitan. If you give us a ring, 86 The Law Report on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. I'm with Mlilo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the lines. Um, uh, Lungile, good evening. Mike, Lilo. Yes, sure. We're very good, very good. How are you? Good, man, good. Sorry awesome. Take the conversation backwards, but I just want to touch on, a, I think, a very, very important point that uh, the gentleman made. At the beginning, when you started discussing the issue around the border commission. Yeah. Um, I've been one of the people who have been screaming at the top of my lungs to say that the very first, I think, misstep um, when this commission was put together was the, let's call it what it was, it was the superseding of the executive authority of the president uh, with that of the judiciary. Um, in my eyes, um, I'm no fan of the, of the former president. But that in itself kind of, you know, took off the veil of legitimacy with regard to the commission and the commission's work. Mm. Because as you said, it set a very bad precedent. Mm. Now, one can understand that in the political landscape, that was an unprecedented time. Mm. And therefore, some may argue that that was a necessary step to ensure that, in fact, there is some form of legitimacy to the entire process. However, you can see now um, that the main protagonists have been using um, those decisions and a number of other decisions taken by the judiciary to kind of constantly bash um, and try to undermine the legitimacy of the commission. Yeah. And that, like you're, like you're going to say, its genesis stems exactly from that very act. Um, and everything then, I feel like it's been down here. One can just look at the utterances that were made by the deputy SG of the of the ANC in the last couple of weeks, where you know I think a comment was made to the effect that whenever they go to the North Houghton Airport, they can already you know kind of have uh, an they know how it's going to go. Yeah. Mm. So 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 when when people speak about a crisis within the judiciary, um, some of these that have happened and some of the decisions that have been made, they give credence to, to, to that type of argument. Whether or not they hold water, that's another issue altogether. But I feel like serious steps have been taken with regard to move on the commission. The commission itself now is suffering from an identity of illegitimacy. Um, it's suffering from a lack of authority. Uh, one can only wonder what will happen once the report actually comes out. Um, I would even go as far as to, as, to, as to assume that it will probably be part of the toilet literature in Parliament. Very fact. Um, I think serious steps have been made and the judiciary has to begin, like, raise its hand and take some blame for some of the things that have been happening lately. And I think it's about time that, you know, we kind of rip off, rip off the sanctity 
with regard to the supreme powers of the judiciary, I start to question some of these things because that, in my view, um, was a subversion of a constitutional power. Right? Yeah. If we give the court the right to subvert constitutional powers of the executive authority, where do we start to draw the line in terms of the three pillars of, of the state? Are we saying, are we moving towards a judicial democracy where the judiciary rules with a, a kind of a um, or rather an oversight over the executive power? Are we saying that we're moving towards a point where the courts will, in essence, would be where the democratic power lies. So those are some of the issues that I wanted to get to. Look, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, the 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 point that you raise about about you know the constitutional powers and 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 the subversion. I mean, that's undeniable. And I and and I think that there's another problem um, about this this whole sort of scenario. If if a decision is made that a chief justice is to appoint somebody who's to head a commission, when that chief justice accedes to that finding yeah. or that recommendation, and you are aggrieved by that decision, yeah. where do you go? Yeah, exactly. Where, where, where do you go to say I don't like the decision of the chief justice? Yeah, and yeah. you know, so 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 the review of. <laughs> All of these things. So why did you agree? It's a bit of a crisis. Where I do part with you, uh, Lungile, is uh, is I don't think that the the issues pertaining to the commission are to be found where you and Lilo point to. In in other words, it's formation and constitution. I think that the problem lies in the very fact that the commission was an nonsensical idea in the first place. Right? And, and and nonsensical from a legal point, but from a political point of great advantage. And 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 when you read, um, so for example, the reason why there was a Colosseum was just to entertain the masses, right? Sure. And then the reason why, you know, when 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 the U.S. led, when the U.S. invaded Iraq, what they did is that they put journalists and embedded them into the military and put them in the front line so that they can record and report on the day-to-day victories and the army's welfare and all of those things. And then that diverted the attention of the American public and indeed the world from the logic and rationale for the war and more into the day-to-day activities of, of of the war and the small little victories and the fact that people were missing their families and that the military was well fed and well trained. So we, so they were divert. The attention was diverted away, and what's happening here? It's exactly the same thing, because you are sitting instead of watching the prosecution of people, you are sitting and watching them pretty much make fool of, fools of us, right? And associate, you know, a cough to the request, you know, a sore throat. I mean, the the association between a sore throat and the lift on somebody's private jet. I'm baffled to find it but my bafflement is of no consequence because it's just entertainment and the entertainment comes in the bafflement of me not in the in the in the the real issue so what's what's happening now is that we're getting these day-to-day blows that keep us entertained and baffled and and nobody's really concerned with the real questions and and nobody's really concerned about the real if you look at the reporting our attention is drawn to these 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 little entertainments and they've been 
hugely entertaining, but but certainly yeah, don't solve a problem. I agree with you 100%. I mean, the, the most we're getting out of this commission are very entertaining sound bites. Um, you know, all you have to look at is the past few days when uh, the former minister's wife was uh, testifying at the commission. Yeah, and, um, and, and what we need, what we need, sorry, sorry, you know, I want to I wanna, I wanna move on, but what we need is, is we're fine with entertainment. We, we're good. What we need is, is, is arrests, resignations, and accountability. Yep. Uh, but Mike, so so, people come and give evidence in silos. Yes, you come and say what you want to say. You go home. The other one comes and say what he wants to go. Where there's a dispute of fact, what method is uh, Deputy Chief Justice going to use yeah. to resolve the dispute? So you know of what's fact? going to happen to that report? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to we're going to talk about it for two weeks and be super entertained. Yeah, and then we're going to move on. They're going to make new news for us. They're yeah. going to give us new news. Tell us what 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 to concern ourselves. Lungile, thank you very much for your call. I really really appreciate, man. We're going to go to Andrew from Johannesburg. Andrew? I'm from Carltonville. Ne? Andrew, are you from Carltonville? Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. My, 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 my own matter is I'm having a divorce case. Yeah. Which uh, I've opened on, I mean, in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so currently what happened is um, I was in Pretoria. My, my, my family is in Pretoria. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, uh, I'm partially blind, ne? Mm-hmm. So my contract was ended in 2014. Mm-hmm. So after all, I got a, an amount of about 793,000 and which of which I told my wife, look, we need to get a house. We don't have a house. You told who? So my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then um, I said to her, look, uh, you know my situation, so go and look around for a house. Then um, we, I said to her, look, I can, I can be able to contribute about 654, a better house. Mm. So we took 652 remix for a, a deposit. It was in Pretoria. Mm. Then, uh, but at the end of the day, what she did, she went to SA Home Loan to top up the, the amount because her desired house was about 1.085 million. And uh, she came back to, to me and said, no, I found a house of 1.085 million, but how are you going to afford it? Mm. She said, no, I'm going to be able to pay it. Yeah. And after going to transfer legal costs, eh, yeah. um, we were with her younger sister, which she was staying with us. And I said to her, look, I don't understand why is she going with us. She said, no, she's going to stand as a witness. Getting there, we didn't even get the details of the signing. signing. We were just giving papers. Yeah. Only to find that, um, okay, things turned out not to be okay in the house. Then I decided to come back home. And then I went to one of the lawyers around here. And on, 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 on the, going on, he discovered that there's a third person in the house. And I said, There's a what? He said, he said to me, The third person in the house. Yeah. He said to me, Who's this other person? I said, No, that's a young sister. She is. A witness. She was actually paying for. She told me that she's going to pay rates and services yeah. because then it's an estate house. Yeah. Then he said to me, "No, this is not a, a witness. This is the joint owner. You are three in the house." And then, okay, he said to me, I'm "Going to a pre trial." Then uh, I, I couldn't understand why 
where we're supposed to be free. He said, no, you cannot dispute it because it's written there. You can dispute it. Yeah, you, you can. You, can. Uh, you are blind. So you, you are accompanied by your wife and then... Okay, yes. No, 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 no. The whole thing is all about... I mean, I had to cancel the tree trial because... Yeah, just help me quickly. When when did all of this happen? You know, signing of the house. Yeah. It was in Pretoria. When? Ning? We, we, we bought the house in 2015. When did you find out about the, the sister? Just in 2019 because I had to come and open the case here in Calderon. So, so you've opened I a case of, of fraud? No. It's a divorce case. Okay. But I didn't go and open for a, for a fraud case. You should. Oh, I should go there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is go? upsetting. Where uh, should I go? To the police station. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. now the whole thing about it, man, my lawyer said to me, look, for me to go for a trial now, you need to pay me about 45,000 rand so that we can go for a trial. But I said, look, you know, that, that was not an agreement. You know that I'm not working. I'm just a special recipient, man. Yeah. I said to me, no, you need to, I need to pay my, my, my workers and other things. And I have to do other things about the money. It, so, it, it, it's the trial for what? For the divorce? No, for a divorce. Mm. Is it, is it, yeah, but because I need so, to... So, 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 uh, no, so what I'm trying to establish is in the divorce, what, uh, what, is, the, what is the issue that is in contentious that requires a trial? Mm. Do you have children? The house for the because okay, she said to me she'll give me half of her pension, man. Mm. And then um, uh, we we talked about the assets, and then the house is going to be, is going to stay as as three as it is. We are thinking it, and then she we she we were able to, to share um about point three three percent of the house, which is yeah. three of us. Yeah. And then one of the things that I didn't understand is that. Uh, the lawyer made an internet evaluation of the house, which was, I mean, 1.085 in 2015. Yeah. Last year, he told me that he found out that it's about 1.120 M. I said, no, but it can be. It's a house, it, 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 it appreciates. So, it can I ask you a question? You said that you gave a 750. Did the sister contribute anything to the house? 650. She contributed? She, contrib- she contributed as 470. The sister? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm not sure about the sister. How much did she did? Because she told me after getting that, she said, "No, I found the loan." I, I said, "Okay," but now I, I couldn't know because I didn't know even if her sister was included into that. That is why I'm not even sure how much she contributed. Okay. You so know? you need you need to you need to find somebody you trust. You need that person to sort of look at documents that you have. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you to open a fraud case. Meanwhile, I don't know if the, the sister contributed. And you know what I mean? It wouldn't be fraud. Yeah. So I, it, it would be fraud if if the sister is just put in there and she's getting nice benefits, but she didn't put in anything. But if... Okay. if so, 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 so maybe, maybe if, if you're not able to afford the lawyer that you currently have, because... You know, it's not the lawyer's fault that he he wants to charge and he needs a fee for his for his for his services. It just it just means that you probably are not the right match for each other. So you either find a lawyer that you can afford, or you find a lawyer that is able to help you free of charge. And there are plenty, there are plenty of law clinics that that having regard to your disability as well would would be more inclined to help because I think you would provide special circumstances. 
Okay. Okay. So 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 right. do that. But I mean, the 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 story is a little bit is a little bit everywhere, in 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 the sense that you, you you know this and you know you don't know that, right? You don't know if who how you gave seven fifty. Your house is one is ten ten eighty. You don't know how the difference was funded um, because there's also a loan. Is that loan? Um, mortgaged against your house. There's a lot of questions. Want to ask that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, 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 and in the final analysis, what exactly do you want? Good question. Is it, uh, uh, what exactly do you want as a result? What no, outcome do you I want? want to, I need to find out how did you manage to be free in the house? And, and after all, I think mm-hmm. another day, we, 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 the, the, you need to, to resolve it to such an extent that I get satisfied to the fact that if you are free, mm. then why couldn't the lawyers actually tell us that you are free in the house? So you need to go back to those lawyers, but go with somebody you trust. And and and, um, and it's very easy. If a convincing attorney puts three people, he or she wouldn't have an interest. Convinces, they wouldn't be colluding with these people, trust me. They would have been told whatever and they registered in three people's names. So you need to go back to them. They will happily assist you, I promise you. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, uh, what, so so hang on. So when you go to the the very conveyances that transferred your property, take somebody else to help you go through documents or however you read. Um okay. and 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 those conveyances will tell you exactly why there's three of you. And then and then if you find out that the sister just brought herself and didn't contribute anything financially, then you potentially have a fraud case, but I can't confirm because your case is a little bit straightforward. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm not so straightforward, yeah. I think what might have happened, I mean, I'm guessing, of course, mm. is that, I mean, both the wife and the, and the husband are there because you, you would have requ- they would have required the consent of the, of the other party in mm. the acquisition of the property. Mm. So the conveyances would have seen both of them and perhaps been told that, no, yeah. this is a reflection of the consent. That Correct. In fact, this is my husband. Yeah. It's the three of us. She's, yeah. yeah. So, but they will tell you because a conveyancer is, 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 no, is nobody's lawyer. That's a nice thing. You know, like if you ask a conveyancer what happened here, they'll, 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 be hap- they'll happily uh, provide you that information. There isn't sort of a, a confidentiality thing where they can't help you. They would, I promise you, they will help you. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I'm taking more of your calls. The Law Report on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back to The Law Report. I'm in conversation with Ngobizi Tamlilo. And we're talking about whatever you want us to talk about. 86 uh, Tabo from Johannesburg. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good evening to your guest also. Uh, as much as I would love to get into the commission issue, guys, there's something very close to my heart that happened uh, with my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So what happened is that there was fraud on her bank account recently at about mid-March. Sure. So for an amount of 12000 or so. Yeah. And the bank refused to take liability. So I took it upon myself because having experience uh, with working in a fraud department uh-huh. in a different bank, I tried to help him. Uh-huh. So what's, what's battling me with the case is that, number one, the bank uh, refused to take liability even though I could see from whatever they gave us that my mother was not liable. The bank refused to even give us the logs for, for whatever transaction that they claim happened uh, 
and my mother is liable for. And when I went on to further investigate myself, I found that uh, the bank didn't even follow up with the merchant as to whether the, the goods were released or not. Yeah. Now, uh, the merchant obviously had released the goods to the fraudster, and the merchant is a third party. There's nothing wrong with that procedure. Now, my biggest question is that how how does a bank how does a bank now let a transaction occur or on any account if it says, for example, OTP expired? Because the OTP is a security feature they put in place mm. to to protect the consumer. Mm. Now, if that security measure passes and it, it, it tells the bank that this. It's not supposed to go through as a valid transaction, but the bank uh, allows the transaction to go off and even went, goes as far as to deny liability and mm-hmm. say the customer is liable when they have an information like that in front of them. How, how do you now deal with such a matter? And even when you take the matter to an ombudsman and present the fact... Did you go to the ombudsman? The matter is sitting with the ombudsman now. The ombudsman has given the bank another opportunity to respond. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say to you and and, and from Lilo's body language. Yeah. And and, and remember, the the, the basic principle of banking is that uh, the bank pays whoever you want to be paid on demand. Mm. And they can only take an instruction from you Mm. to effect payment to someone. Mm. So you have to be able to demonstrate that the payment that was done to that merchant was mm-hmm. not on the instruction of your mother-in-law. And that's it. It's, it's just as simple as that. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, the only manner in which banks are able to get away with it, um, or at least escape liability, is if they show your own culpability. So if they say, we've put a measure of security and we've put an OTP and you shared the OTP with somebody, yeah. then, then you got a bit of a problem. Or we gave you a card... And you shared your card with some, then then you are culpable. You 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 you've played some kind of a role. But if you're sitting in your own space quietly and some things are happening, uh, that's that's the ba- that's on the bank because mm. it's the bank's systems. They they it's their system. So they so so I, I I'm very hopeful and and I would really like it very much if you did call us. Um, um, at some point, but I'm very hopeful that the ombud should be able to help you because what might have happened, I suspect, is um, that it was easy for the bank to say no to your mom-in-law, but it's not going to. Once they know that it's it's before the yeah. ombudsman, it probably also just cost them a lot more money than twelve thousand. Yeah. You know, for them to send representatives and debate and argue about twelve grand as opposed to just paying it. So I think it'll go well, brother. Okay, because they even offered to, uh, once we launched, we launched the complaint, they even offered to pay about 3,400. Nah, nah, I'm going to pay about 12. That's what you said. All right. No, yeah. no don't worry. No, you'll be fine. Give it time. Yeah. And, and phone us if uh-huh. it doesn't go that way. Hebron. Uh, uh, good evening, uh, Mr. Mutsering. Uh, to you and your colleague and the uh, cast and listeners there. How on that was all? We say how on not. He wants your job, yeah, Mike. He, he, he was ready. He was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, yeah, like, give it, give it to me. Three, two, yes, yeah, my yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's racing. 
He's doing auditions. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's auditioning. <laughs> I now I was brought up for it. That's why I about, about No wonder I was pretending to be sleeping. You wanted yeah. this time. <laughs> 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 so All right. How do we help you? Uh, let me just uh, get straight into it mm. and uh, talk about one of uh, the prevalent issues that I think the legal fraternity in the country is currently overlooking. <clears throat> And this is with um, respect to the 350 social relief fund that is being unpaid, that is unpaid rather to uh, the, the applicants or either the recipients of uh, this social relief fund. The question that I actually have to you is to ask what is the legal recourse um, for people that have been unpaid um, by the uh, Department of Social Development? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's my question. Because I think even even from an entrepreneurial perspective, mm. as an advocate or mm. as somebody who is actually trying to 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 enter into uh, the law fraternity, mm. you can actually find this as an opportunity for you to earn yourself a, a living. Mm. He's referring to the three hundred the social grant. You, 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 which one? Because there's quite a lot of schemes. Yeah. There's one yeah, for musicians, <laughs> which in and of themselves were quite controversial. There's one for normal employees that was part of like the UIF payment. And then there's grants. Yeah. The, the 350 rands. Is the grant one. Yeah. Which one are you referring to, Hebron? I'm referring to the one that has been facilitated by the Department of Social Development. For, for the 350 rands. Yeah, the three hundred and fifty Okay, and and the question is, what do you do if you if you applied and you didn't get it? That's correct, mm. especially for maybe a period of twelve months or more than that. Sure, or even less. No, yeah, no, the answer is there in the constitution. It's 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 a it's a straightforward answer, a constitutional mm. answer. Um, the the constitution gives the the right to. The constitution gives an obligation on the state to provide social amenities and to provide social protection in situations yeah. of distress uh, as a constitutional right. Mm. Uh, so to the extent someone can demonstrate that uh, they meet the criteria uh, that sure. the state has set out uh, to sure. be cushioned, uh, then there's a clear constitutional point to make that you're entitled to the payment. But isn't that, sure. isn't that, 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 that rider? that went along the lines of... Progressive realization. Yes. Yeah, it's progressive realization. Uh, remember remember what progressive realization says, once you have already made the commitment, yeah. you must pay yeah. it. Sure. So, so <clears throat> the, the progressive okay, super money and... Uh, so you're uh, saying yeah. we, you have a right to housing, so yes. we'll provide housing. But if you say we are going to give all of you houses this year, yes, because they when they came out with 350 and the budget... Yeah. They they had made allocations. Obviously, it would have had to be scientific need versus budget. Yes. Ah. So 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 it, the, it has already created what is called a core minimum obligation. A core minimum yeah. obligation that says you have already committed to three hundred and fifty. So paid. Yes. Next time you can't pay three hundred and ten because you've already created a core minimum obligation that is at three hundred and fifty. Mm. So the progressive realization means that you've already set a basis upon which the minimum payment would be made. The next payment has to be progressively more than mm. the previous payment. So, so ah. yeah, so, 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 the, so, so, so the answer to your, to, to your question is, is that there is a constitutional right to, to social protection in times of distress. The state recognized mm. that obligation and made an, an undertaking to pay the 350 runs. Once you meet yeah. the obligation, yeah. Once you meet the criteria the state has set out, a right mm. has been triggered 
that forces the state to pay that amount. Mm. And we are no yeah. longer talking yeah. about progressive realization because the state has already said we'll pay you this. Mm. It's different to, to what happened in Subramani where you say, um, I want a dialysis. Then they say, no, but we don't have the dialysis. We only have 10. Mm. So uh, we are going to progressively make these dialysis more. Um, uh, once they are there, the obligation has now been triggered. Okay. And, and, and vaccines, when are we getting those ones? Hey, that's <laughs> They're suing them left, right, and center in Europe. Mr. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> You know what? Here's my here's the general consensus that I actually get from the people that are actually on the ground. Because yeah. you know, I've just been working on one particular case as well, mm. uh, in relation to to the same matter. Mm. And the general consensus that I get is that even when they have made an appeal to say that I have made a submission uh, on all the platforms that have actually been recommended by the Department of Social Development to say this is how you actually apply for this particular type of grant, but over the last twelve months. The department has actually failed to pay out uh, that total amount. That is the that is uh, uh, the prescribed three hundred and fifty um, uh, uh, social relief fund payments, right? Yeah. So, so, so now my my concern is, if you have tried all those particular uh, avenues and still you 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 are not getting the response um, that that is due to you, and that is satisfactory to you as an applicant, what would be the starting point for you to challenge the department? You, you know, the tragedy, I mean, the tragedy about life is yeah. that is that it's easy for somebody to do this, to, you know, against a, a would-be grant recipient because what do you do, mm. you know? What, what do you do for 350? Um, unless you, unless you, if, if you bring a thousand people that want to, to say. you know, so if, if, if you organize and you get a thousand yeah. people mm. that each want the 350, you'll probably have a lot more people that can help you. But, but when you want, you know, like there's a, there's a, there's a saying, united, we're strong. Yeah. So if you're coming and you got your little problem, 350 and, and it's all I said, if, 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 if you, if you really want to help this group of people, Help them organize. And once you've organized, you can bring a nice application. A class action. A class action. Mm. And it would be very nice. I, I would love for it to happen because, because then next time we make promises to the people, we, we will make sure that we've thought about our budget and our affordability and our mechanisms to deliver the money to the people. Or, or, or even, or even Mike, to do it, take five or so people, yeah. bring an application to, to court, get an order that is a structural um, um, order that says... Right. Yeah. Right. Like uh, like uh, Section 20... Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mpo? Hi, Mike. Um, Hi. I, uh, I need to ask uh, you something. If my sister mm. sold a house without divulging that I'm also present as a sister. Mm. We are born from the same mother and mm. my mother, my, our father died and we were the only two left. Mm. And he manages to sell the house. And uh, when, I, when I, once we see the advert, I then went to the masters of the high court to say this is the situation. And they, uh, they wrote us a letter that we must take with to the police station to have uh, except to my sister, mm. and the gates were always locked. Mm. We, we didn't have any access mm. until the house got registered. What recourse do we have 
for the matter to be auto, for the house to be reversed and be in our mother's name. Is your mother alive? No, they died. Mm. So, so we come, okay. So, so the, the house was registered in your in your mother's name. Yes. And then she passed on. What happened yes. to the winding down of her estate? Uh, that's what that, that's what I need to know because I was never made away. The only time I was away is when I saw that the house was being advertised on private so, property. So, so the property wouldn't have been able, or it's it's not possible to transfer the property before the final winding down of her estate. This one created fraud. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what I did is I I obtained the title deed of the buyer, mm-hmm. and we I managed to make an appointment with the conveyancing attorney. Mm-hmm. So, in attempt for the matter to be made null and void, mm-hmm. because not all parties were notified, mm-hmm. and nobody uh, uh, nominated the sister to be the executor yeah. of the estate. Yes. So, who so is the current I, executor? We do well. Self-nominated sister. Hmm? Self-nominated sister. Yes, of course. That's how you do fraud. Mm. So, so the master must now do its job, mm. because when you when you nominate the, the, when you when you lodge a deceased estate, there are things that in there that you say, you have to say on affidavit. You mm. have to say there's a next of kin affidavit, mm. and in the next of kin affidavit, you got to declare who are the kins of the deceased. Ah, okay. And if you are not declared as a kin, mm. and mm. she goes on and she do, she does all of these nice things. You're going to have a very difficult case trying to claim the property back, but you can have a very easy case sending her to jail, which is probably where she belongs. So, so I think Unless she's able to pay you. I think rather started the master yeah, and, and notify the master about, about it than, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you're dead right. The, the master should have, the master has, and, and you know, its own mechanisms of saying, what do I do when declarations are made to me as the master? Because I issued this letter of authority or the letter of executive Ah. on the strength of the information that you've given me. Now that it comes to light that this information is untrue, what do I do as the master? And they have to come in. All right. But but bother them. Bother them. Go there every day. Go, go. They do me lang. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they don't have a chance because even my uh, aunt did the same and uh, we approached a lawyer and the matter was reversed. Yeah, and but but, but you, you see, you see, it's not easy to reverse it. If somebody says, you know, I bought this thing, I was, it, I, who's going to give me my money, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, 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 reversal is not very easy. What what is easy is if at the threat of the police, your sister might sort of put some money together and, and make good with you. Okay, but it's really okay. sad. It's really sad. I think sometimes some part. How do you yeah. do this? How how do you go chow money like go buy KFC and and eat it and and knowing that you've cheated somebody? Wow, I'm not I'm not. It's I can't get I can't, I can't get how somebody would live off somebody else's tears. I just can't get it. But why people do this? Are you sure you're not? A, you want a pastor? You, you know, like the older I grow up, the older I grow up, I'm like ah, guys. <laughs> anyway, that's the whole report. Nilo, thank you very much, Mike. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Afropolitan. Good night.
The Law Report with Michael Mutsuening Bill on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM Podcast. Go to kayafm.co.za for more.